FOMO. My name's Patrick McGinnis, and I'll admit it, I have FOMO. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you do too. But that doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you learn to channel your FOMO productively, you can make the most of every opportunity while keeping your sanity in the process. This is FOMO Sapiens After Hours, the snackable show about how you can make FOMO a force for good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to FOMO Sapiens After Hours. Today, we have two things. We have listener mail, and then we have a story about how I came up with, I guess didn't come up with, I was given the motto that I sort of live by, and it is, it's a story. So you're going to like it, I hope. I think it's it's one of my favorite stories that I ever tell. Now, let's just get started with the listener mail. So after I talked about the scammer who got me to separate myself from my money using FOMO, listener Christian Lytle, might be little, but I think it's Lytle, wrote in and by the looks of her Instagram, she is located potentially in Ohio. So Kristen, you can tell me that. And got a very nice bike for Christmas. So we love bikes on the show. And this is what Kristen wrote to me after she listened to that show. Hey, Patrick, here's a scammer story that still makes me laugh that I thought you would enjoy. Back in 2010, I was on a developmental assignment in Shanghai. Scammers would frequently approach me with sad stories, fake emergencies, or with other FOMO-inducing scenarios. Now, for context, I'm a 5'10 blonde, and in 2010 Shanghai, I didn't exactly blend in, and therefore was a scammer magnet. However, I believed I had the perfect defense, feign ignorance of English. I speak pretty decent French, and if I spoke for 10 or 15 seconds, the scammer would usually give up communicating with me and walk away. Until one day, a scammer was able to not only flip to French with me, but finish his sob story by quoting Montaigne and his infamous, and this is in quotes, confidence in others, honesty is no light testimony of one's own integrity. Touche, scammer, touche. Wow. First of all, <laughs> that scammer is pretty impressive. Numero dos, or numero deux, uh, <laughs> the French, you know, I, I use that little trick myself, and uh, <laughs> I like that one. So, Thanks so much for writing in. If you have a story or a reaction to any of our shows, right, I may put you on air just like I did with Kristen. Now, let's talk about today's topic, this motto that I live by. And the motto is Crealo y Vivalo, which in English means believe it and live it. Now, picture it. I'm going to do a little Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls for you. Picture it. It was 1997, Bogota, Colombia. I rolled in with my roommate at the time. I was living in Argentina in Buenos Aires in college. My roommate, Daniel, who was American and Spanish. and spoke way better Spanish. I was terrible at Spanish. And we were visiting. We were doing a little backpacking trip from Bogota to Buenos Aires, mostly by land, but not entirely, because at that time, Colombia was still, it was rough over there. In fact, I remember I flew from Santiago de Chile to Bogota, and I read uh, this book by uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, which was news of a kidnapping. And it was all about a kidnapping in Colombia. And I was super scared arriving. I remember just being like, oh my God. And sure enough, we got there and the country was a mess. We had just, the US had just decertified Colombia as I guess being credible in the drug fight. And so there was a huge kerfuffle there. And then the country was on strike. And so, you know, you're coming in from the airport and there's like, it's like kind of like a post-apocalyptic kind of situation. There's like big barrels with like fire burning in them. And there was like people with guns everywhere in every corner, military, of course, but still, it just felt like a 
a bit of a lawless situation, which is crazy because then you would talk to people in Bogota and everybody was so amazing. And you're like, how is this country kind of falling to pieces? And yet you have such amazing people. And it really was like a cognitive dissonance for me at the time. But anyway, we were thinking about going from Bogota through this town called Pasto, which is on the way to Ecuador. And we were told like, do not do that. It's very unsafe. So we decided instead to go to Cartagena. Now, Many of you have heard of Cartagena. It's very popular these days. It's Cartagena, not Cartagena, just the way it's like empanada, empanada. So that's a quick Spanish lesson for those of you who are interested. But we decided to take a bus through this uh, this highway called the Magdalena Medio. And we were told it was kind of dangerous, but we did it anyway because we we're moronic college students. And so we decided to take, you know, we want to go really high class. And so we got uh, what uh, was the most luxury bus we could from Bogota. It was 14 hours to get there, but it was air conditioned and there was food and, you know, it was 50 bucks, which was a lot of money uh, at the time and certainly to me at the time. And so I was like, well, paying 50 bucks. I mean, in Argentina, 50 bucks would get you a nice bus with like a cognac serve before bed and a coche cama, which was like a, almost like a fully flat bed. So to my mind, a $52 bus was going to be like traveling first class. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. Now, we take off in the evening and two hours into it, this little bus, you know, it's not, not going so well. The bus is super packed. The TV breaks. I can live without the TV. I had a book. But then the AC breaks, that's not good. And then there were a lot of dogs on the bus. There were at least like three or four dogs and the dogs are whimpering. And it's just sort of like, you're sort of like, well, this isn't an auspicious beginning, but you know, we'll make it. It's only 14 hours. And so I fell asleep after eating what was not a very exciting dinner. I fell asleep. And then I woke in the middle of the night. It was 2 a.m. and we're on the side of the road because the bus has broken down. And we are there for a long time. And we're in the middle of nowhere. And this is a country that's going through a civil war. So it wasn't an awesome situation, but they kind of got the bus going again. And then when they started back on the road, we almost collided with another bus and went off the road again. And we're stuck for several more hours and the bus was all messed up. And when we resumed our travel, the bus could only go about 30 miles per hour. And so not only have we lost many hours, but now the bus is really slow. And so as we keep going down, keep because like Bogota is up in the mountains, we're going down towards the, sort of the plains to cross the country. There's a military checkpoint. We get stopped on the side of the road. It's military. I think it's military. We didn't know. It could have been sort of guerrilla groups. It was unclear. But all the men were hauled off the bus and searched at gunpoint. Never had that happen before. Not a great moment. And so then I was just like, oh my God. And it wasn't funny anymore. It was sort of, you know, Danielle thought it was hilarious. Like he's crazy. I mean, he grew up in Barcelona. 
So he's way more fun than me, but I was super uptight and I was very stressed out and I was very angry at Danielle for thinking it was funny. I think I punched him. Sorry, Danielle. So we continue along our way and then all of a sudden, no air conditioning. We're in a very hot place and the heat is rising. And just to add insult to injury, the bus, which is supposed to be expedes, becomes local. And we stop at every little town in this area of Colombia picking up people, dropping off people. People are getting on with the stuff they bought at the market. You know, I think at one point or another, there was like a rooster on the bus, which is not uncommon, you know, and I'm all for transporting a rooster, but not on my $52 fancy bus. And so it was, it was a little annoying. And then people were getting on and off. And all of a sudden we get to this point where an old man and his grandson get on to ride. And the, the grandson is like right across from me, across the aisle. And the grandson's a couple rows away and the old man has to go to the bathroom. And so he relieves himself in a Ziploc. And then he turns to me and he says, he's, I think he's blind. And he says, Nieto, Nieto. And he tries to pass me the Ziploc. I called the grandson. He took it away. He relieved me, as it were, of that duty. But I was just like, this is rough. And not only was there, you know, urine in the bag, but by that point, the toilet was overflowing. So there was urine running down the aisle and the dogs were running in the urine. It was... It was a lot. And so finally, after about 25 hours, not the 14 we've been told, we get to Barranquilla, which is, by the way, the hometown of Shakira. So I was excited about that because I was even a fan back then. And we have to stop because there's a strike and the road is blocked. And in fact, a car tries to go through it, a couple people ahead of us, and they, all the protesters like jump on the car and break all the windows. It was, it was, it was really frightening. And so we're stuck there for a couple of hours. And finally, the strike ends and we're allowed to resume. But of course, the bus won't start. And so all of the men are told to get off the bus and push to get it started. And so I'm sort of, I look at Daniel, and I'm like, man, this is crazy. I'm tired. I'm hot. I am, you know, enough urine in the, in the bus to fill a sewer. I just had enough. And I look at him and I say, no lo puedo creer. I cannot believe it. I kind of say that out to the world. And there's this woman, one of the, I think she had one of the dogs and she is dressed in her Sunday best. Like she was traveling to see family probably. And, you know, she's kind of old school. She dressed up for the trip. I remember she had like a red dress on. She's very nice. And she looks at me and she says, créalo y vívalo. Believe it and live it. And I was like, whoa. I just remember being like, man, that woman, that's some insight. And so I got out and I pushed and we got going. And then four hours later, we made it to Cartagena, where even though I didn't have hot water at my hotel, I was very happy to take a shower. And we had a really good time. But the experience of going on that bus trip stuck with me. And so Crelo y Vivalo, Believe It and Live It, has stuck with me as well. I used it in my business school application. I've written about it in other places, but I... I just think about it. And so when I was asked recently about my favorite quote, that came to mind. And I got to tell you, it's all, it really what it is, as, as you guys, you know, it's about, you got to roll with it. And in fact, travel makes us do that, right? I, I had a, on that same trip, actually, we got down to Bolivia and similar situation. We got stuck in mud in the rainy season. And then we didn't have any money because all the ATMs in the country went down and all I had to eat for 24 hours was a can of peanut butter, which inexplicably I had with me. Not sure why that was. And then, you know, it's like I've been over the years in travel one time and I was in Alexandria in Egypt. I was caught in the middle of a street mob when I was in my car. They didn't beat up the car, thank God, but it was a little much. And then one time I went to Pakistan and there was nobody to pick me up at the airport. So I took the airport shuttle and everybody thought I'd been kidnapped. So 
you know, things happen and you just have to be ready to roll with it. And thankfully nothing bad has happened, but I will tell you that créalo y vívalo, especially when times get a little tough, it's good to have. So I hope that you go out, you believe in and live it this week and every week. And thanks for being here. We'll see you on Thursday on another episode of FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. Want more of FOMO Sapiens and After Hours? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.